0: I'm Jess, and I'm Tiff, and we're your curious cousins. Where we talk about everything kooky and spooky
1: in the state of Oklahoma.
0: Welcome to episode seventy-one. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. Much better than last week. <laughs> My ta- bum doesn't hurt. Let's say, has your
1: tailbone? That <laughs> was the weirdest thing. I will say that little donut butt pillow was mm. like the best thing ever. So it's like you were sitting on clouds. Well, I took it to work, and I sat and. Like, I mean, it was kind of awkward having it up at work, but like yeah. my, my rear end, like I shouldn't say rear end, my tailbone, cause it was literally my tailbone was what was hurting. And like throughout the day I could just notice that it was starting to feel better. So good. yeah, that's where we're at with that.
0: <laughs> well, good. How good. about you? How are things? I'm good. I'm good. Nothing super exciting. Basketball season's winding down for my boys. So yeah. I don't know if we'll it's get just a couple me. weeks off and then it'll yeah. be into baseball season.
1: I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like this has been like the longest week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it has felt like a long week to me. I think because we were so busy this weekend or at least, you know, like I had basketball Saturday and then we went paranormal we investigating.
1: Did. I can't wait till to talk about
0: that. Yeah. And then we went to your, you know, we had your mom's birthday the next day. Oh yeah, so I feel like we were just really busy, and we didn't yeah. get a like a, chance like a to veg breathe. out. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm, I'm just doing it all over again this week because we have a basketball tournament on Sunday. I know. Isn't so, that crazy? I know. So, yeah. No. Good. Good. Do you want to talk about our paranormal investigation? We can't. Okay. Um, first and foremost, mm-hmm. I just want to say... If anybody has the opportunity to go with the Spooky Oaky organization mm-hmm. and Gina and her crew, go. Yes. We had so much fun. We did. Everyone was really so did. friendly yeah, and funny. kind. She was so knowledgeable. Like, right. It was like a total, you know. all our questions. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't feel like we were provoking or we were just trying to – see what we could see yeah or see what we could you know find out i mean i didn't i didn't see anything i I didn't
1: either um
0: we heard some pretty crazy stuff though yeah um coming from the spirit box um there was one part where (laughs) jess and i were like um (laughs) because these spirits from cleveland oklahoma were mentioning they we literally said, you know, mention a town nearby and um, through the spirit box, all of a sudden Tulsa and then Collinsville came through and we were, we were both like, we went, oh! <laughs> so yeah, it was very strange, uh, but it was really cool because they did like talk to some people through the spirit box and they were able to collaborate that they really had been. Members at that Masonic Lodge. And that Masonic Lodge in Cleveland. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, a wonderful building.
1: Oh, it was. It was so neat. And to learn some of the history behind yes. it. Yes. And I don't know what they, I, I don't know what they call them, their, the head guy.
0: I mean, they're all masons, but I don't remember. But oh, the, he had like a special title. I don't remember yeah, what it was, um, so. though.
1: I know his name was Roy. Yes, but he was uh, he was so nice, putting mm-hmm. up with all my questions. And of course, some of them he couldn't answer. Yeah, but what he could answer, he would. And he, they were just very welcoming. They had like snacks.
0: for Yeah, us, they brought like snacks and, and told us we could
1: have drinks. And they and were checking on chocolate. us, making sure yeah. we were, you know, we were doing okay. And it was just honestly, it was just overall a very great experience. Yeah, and. Um, spooky Oki She had so much equipment yeah. She explained what it was for Like you know us newbies coming in Where we're like we literally have no idea What we're doing right. we're just here For the show exactly. <laughs> and she was so patient with us and answered any questions we had and it was just fun to showed us just around
0: kind of... and it was really cool it was a, it was a really neat I really thing. did enjoy myself I, I loved it I and I
1: I'll I you know I was like uh, <laughs> but I
0: honestly I had a I had a really fun time I, I did too time, and, and so I definitely recommend yeah absolutely. and I think um Gina Spooky Oki crew mm-hmm. next time you guys go somewhere please let <laughs> us know we yeah. want to go we want to go and if you don't
1: you should follow them on TikTok please Facebook. do Facebook
0: Instagram, Instagram. absolutely. Go follow them. them Tell them your favorite cousin sent you. Yeah. So So, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. And there's this great Mexican restaurant that was there in Cleveland that we ate at. It was so good. And we can't really pronounce its name. I'm not even going to try to because my um, Siri on my phone (laughs) (laughs) pronounced it. And I was like, I'm positive. (laughs) It's little and it starts with a Los M. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But, yeah, it was a good time. It was. Anything else going on Um, in our world? I don't think so. I don't think we really have anything coming up. No. Had some really crazy true crime news here in yeah. the Tulsa area. Yeah. Um, with the teacher. mm mm-hmm found dead last week Mm -hmm. and then this week they had the woman that had been missing from Tulsa was found dead in her car and just a A lot lot of tragedy lately and I hate that it feels like a lot when it when it happens like a lot happens at once and then you won't hear anything about it and then a lot happens at once if that makes sense
1: It just kind of felt like it's just been, like, pounding on top of each other. There's just been a lot, it seems like. Yeah.
0: So our hearts are, are, you know, are with those families, and our thoughts and prayers are with them. And I know a lot of people had some ugliness to say about Tulsa, um, or TPD, and, like, Tulsa Police Department and Tulsa County sheriffs about that woman being in the car, but... You know, they had to wait. They wanted to do it right, and mm-hmm. they wanted to wait for a warrant. And they got their warrant, so there is no questioning what they found in that car when it goes to court.
1: And I, all I want to say is, if you think you can do a better job, you are more than welcome to I, apply. They are for taking the... applications for both. Yes, so please if do. If you feel
0: like that is in your wheelhouse, go for it. Yes. And besides being a be... sideline mm-hmm. detective, you know, not mm-hmm. that you and I mean, I'm probably a sideline detective, but I don't at least. Well,
1: I I mean, we just don't we don't get what these officers and Mm -hmm, law enforcement mm -hmm, mm -hmm. agencies have to go through. They're trained
0: to do this for a reason. A big city, it is a big city. So, so yeah. But anyway, with that being said, it's time to get into a little Oklahoma history. It is. Are you ready? Okay. So I'm just
1: going to preface this with saying, this was originally supposed to be my paranormal. Oh, <laughs> um, two episodes ago or whatever it was, <laughs> but so I did all my notes and I get to the very end and I'm like, "Where's the ghost stories? <laughs> there were none." But so I was like, "Well, I'll just make it into my history because I have never heard of this." And um, yeah. So anyway, we are going to talk about the 1917 train wreck in Kellyville. Oh, which is just like. You know, not that far from here. No.
0: To drive our way through it on our way to Oklahoma City. Uh, Right.
1: So I used my sources are Oklahoma's Haunted Route 66 by Tanya McCoy. Kellyville, Oklahoma, Small Town America, Legends of America. Tragic Railroad Accident of 1917 from TheRoute66.com. The Archivist, A Tragic Anniversary from the Oklahoman. And 27 Die When Train Crash at Kellyville From Roots Web So Getting into it Just beyond Sepulpa, Oklahoma Is about a 30 mile stretch Of the famous Mother Road Route 66 I've driven it Mm-hmm. That winds back and forth Across the interstate Through the small towns Of Kellyville Bristow And Depew For those of us Who live in the Tulsa area We are quite familiar With those towns We've heard them Been to them Been to them You know Uh, My high school actually used to play against Kellyville, and, you know, if you're driving from Tulsa to Oklahoma City, or vice versa, Kellyville and Bristow are right on the Turner Turnpike. Yeah. So, a little bit of background. Just eight miles southwest of Sepulpa is the community of Kellyville, located in Creek County, with a population of a little over a thousand people today.
0: Very I small. didn't realize it was that small. Mm-hmm.
1: It's actually uh, when I was looking at it, it it, it sadly it just keeps decreasing. Uh, oh, oh, so, that's this small town first got its start in 1892 when a man by the name of James E Kelly leased a location from the Indian Agency in Muskogee and established a trading post southeast of Baker's Junction. Okay. The next year, Kelly made a deal with the St. Louis-San Francisco Railway to move the trading post and settlement near the railroad track east of Baker's Junction. So instead of the trading post being southeast of Baker's Junction, it would just now be east of it. Okay. In doing this little move, the railway would name the town after him, hence the name, where Kellyville came from. (laughs) Before long, Kelly built a large single-story wood frame building three-quarters of a mile north of his present location and moved his goods by wagon to the new building. His training post thrived, serving both Native Americans and the white farmers in the area. On November 27, 1893, a post office was established with Kelly serving as the first postmaster. The next business was a bank built by Huber Hughes in a stone building built across the street from the training post. Then came a railroad depot and before long, a cotton gin was constructed west of the railroad. So here's a kooky fact. At one time, Kellyville boasted four cotton gins. Oh, wow. The last building to survive stood as an icon for decades on old Route 66 until it was raised in the spring of like 2011. So that was, and I believe it was um, one of the cotton gins. Okay. Homes and other businesses followed in the community, supported originally by agriculture and later supplemented by shallow oil wells in the area. By 1909, the town had grown to about 300 people and supported a bank, a cotton gin, a feed mill, a livery, and several other small businesses. In 1915, when oil and gas were discovered, several producers and a refinery made their homes in the area and the town grew even more. Okay. Tragedy. Oh,
0: no. Dun, dun, dun.
1: Already? Mm hmm. It was an early Friday afternoon on September 28th, 1917 when passenger train number 407 of the St. Louis-San Francisco Railway traveled along the tracks towards Sepulpa, Oklahoma. The still engine screamed while steam puffed out from its smokestack, and that day the engine was pulling a still baggage car. The other wagons were made of wood, a mail car, two coaches, three sleepers, a chair car, and an office car.
0: And a partridge in a pear tree.
1: <laughs> As you can imagine, the passengers were just chit chatting with mm-hmm. each other. Many were actually um, eagerly anticipating the excitement of the weekend. Okay. Many passengers were on their way to a football game in oh. one of the towns that was nearby. However, they would never arrive. The passenger train oh. had. Mm-hmm, the passenger train had pulled over just a few miles back to allow another train to pass. Okay. A troop train. Now remember this is 1917, so okay. this is right in the thick of World War 1. Right, right. A troop train had just returned from Fort Sill where it had transported a group of soldiers who were preparing to ship out to fight in World War 1. So the troop train mm. was empty. Oh, okay. The engineer of the passenger train had received orders to pull to the side to allow the troop train right. to pass. And he did exactly what he had been instructed to do. Okay. Unfortunately, the orders weren't clear. Ooh. Once the military train had passed, the passenger train continued on its route, unaware that there was a second train. Oh, oh, no, it. oh no, Oh no, no, oh no, no. That train wasn't moving at full speed, but the engineer of the passenger train Realized its fatal mistake too late. Oh, no. Reports suggest that both trains were going full speed when they collided just two oh, miles west gosh. of Kellyville at the Polcat Creek Railway Bridge. Oh my gosh. When the engineers of both trains realized they were doomed, they and the firemen and the engines jumped from their respective trains. I didn't know... If a fireman was the same as what we know as a fireman today. So mm-hmm. I looked it up. Mm-hmm. The fireman and engineer operate a steam locomotive as a team. The fireman oh, okay. yeah, controls yeah, yeah. the steam. That makes sense. A skilled fireman anticipates the changes as he feeds coal or wood to the firebox and water to the boiler. So the engineer can speed up, climb hills, slow down and stop at stations. Very important job. Yes. Yes the wooden cars splintered and snapped on impact the mail car and smoker car were sent barreling or another source used the word telescoped into the what they called the jim crow car which was where most of the fata- fatalities happened and yes the jim crow car is exactly what it sounds like yeah, it was yeah. the car designated for african americans Due to segregation laws, mm-hmm. their death toll surpassed all other fatalities on the train. Oh, my gosh. The scene of the crash was described as pure horror. Oh my People gosh. who helped with the cleanup of the crash site reported having to carry baskets of <gasps> body parts that had become dis- um, dismembered during the collision. Oh, my gosh. It was gruesome. Bodies were found sliced in two, oh. with lower halves still in the seats and torsos oh, having gosh. been ripped
0: away. Oh my gosh.
1: Heads were severed from bodies. Mangled parts of the dead were seen everywhere, while wow. the injured made their way, crawling on hands and knees
0: to the nearby creek. Oh my gosh, and to think there's still people that are alive.
1: Yes. I don't know what would be worse, is these body parts or hearing those suffering... From horrific injuries that you can't help at all. Right. It's both horrible. But you know what I mean? Like, Persons who saw the wreckage described the scene as one of awful horror. Like I just said, Mm -hmm. the majority of the bodies were found under the wreckage of the mail car, which had cut off the top of one of the passenger cars. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
1: There was an eyewitness account that was just horrible. There was a man caught under a car and another man lying across his chest while an iron bar, a part of the car above him was slowly strangling him. Oh my God! While oh. onlookers powerless to help assist him out of the wreckage were left to watch while he strangled to death. That was from an eyewitness account. Oh my gosh. Ivan Howard, a druggist or uh, a pharmacist Nowadays, of Edmund. Yeah. And brother E.B. Howard, state auditor, was riding in a rear sleeper car of Frisco train number 407, working with other passengers and getting the injured out from the wreck. No one in their care was injured. Howard did say that the whole side of the smoking car had to be cut before any of the victims could be reached as both ends of the car were jammed in such a manner that entrance into the car was impossible. The moans and screams of passengers could be heard (sighs) as mutilated and injured survivors tried to crawl out from the wreckage, out from under the wreckage. 32 people were killed that day, and more than 50 were injured, some severely. The majority of the dead were African-American, It was almost impossible to learn the names of all the dead, owing to um, the mutilated condition of the bodies, which, as you can imagine, made identification almost impossible. Right, made it so difficult. Dental
0: records, right? I mean, you could fingerprint people, but if they didn't have an FBI file at the time,
1: right? I mentioned this earlier, but the collision, which was blamed on a misunderstanding of orders, was explained to have been due principally to the troop train running in two sections. Number 407, a passenger train, was en route from St. Louis, Missouri to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. In the meantime, the first section of the empty troop train had left Kellyville. However, the second section was still behind it
0: mm
1: when the first section moved by john rule the
0: engineer of the passenger train started again thinking that the entire train had passed i was gonna say because he was under the impression there was only one train yes, and the troop they, train had yeah. broken up or yeah. just and
1: i'll get i think there's okay. a little bit
0: more detail
1: into okay. it okay but yeah he had been told beforehand that there was gonna, going to be another train coming okay. through and he okay. needed to pull to
0: the side he did he didn't, that. He just didn't realize it was in two sections. Okay. Because was he told it was in two sections or?
1: Um, I don't know if he was told or if it, there was just like a misunderstanding okay. of orders. Okay. It didn't really sound like he was told it was two sections as, okay. as from kind of what I gathered. Um, but two miles outside of Kellyville, he met the second section to the troop train just past the Polkat Creek Railroad Bridge. Both trains were said to have been running at nearly top speed. And seeing the imminent impact, the crews of both engines jumped, saving their lives, although they sustained severe injuries. And I know I'm kind of repeating myself, but this had a little bit more detail. Okay. A newspaper article from September 29th, 1917, the day after the tragic event, said that the fireman on the troop train was declared to have become insane as a result of the
0: accident. Oh, you think? Engineer... Also, after one day, I mean, can I, I can't even imagine. Think about like, I've been in a car wreck Mm -hmm. and like the next day I'm still shaken. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. He was in a devastating train wreck. They were literally going over a bridge, over a creek. Right. So when they
1: jumped off, they essentially jumped into the creek.
0: Right. But he's lucky he didn't kill himself jumping into the creek.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Engineer Rule, who was from Sepulpa, was able to walk to his home when taken to Sepulpa, while fireman M. N. Caterton was taken to Tulsa for treatment. The tragic event haunted engineer John F. Rule, who was said to have suffered mental agony. Now, he was the co- like the engineer conductor of the passenger train.
0: Right. I mean... First off, survivor's guilt. Oh, I'm sure. And there was absolutely no way he could have warned. Even if he would have stayed on the train, he would have he would have died. He would have been a casualty, and there was no way he would have war- been able to warn or save mm-hmm. anybody. I mean, there was nothing, literally nothing he could no. do. No. But I mean, definitely thinking, did I read it wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: blame Oh, him himself. Gosh.
0: So, okay, I literally just said this. Rule was the engineer of the
1: passenger train that collided with the empty troop train and was confined to his home in Sepulpa under the care of physicians. He said, quote, It was terrible. The moans of the crushed and dying and the sight of my train torn to pieces. I know I'll see it forever. We had orders to meet regular passenger train number eight at Kellyville, as well as a special empty troop train number 1322. As my train entered the Kellyville Yards, the passenger train was standing on the siding and behind it was the troop train, as we supposed. I looked for the engine number of the trooper, and as these numbers are not so conspicuous as they were prior to the time, they were taken from the sides of the tender and supplanted by the work fresco in, in passing. I was not sure beyond the first two numerals, 13, that it was the train we had been ordered to meet. I thought to satisfy myself as we passed the rear of the special, but before I could pass, I was slowed down by the conductor who stopped the train to allow a passenger to avoid being carried by his station the uh, This took my attention from the caboose attached to the troop train, and I failed to notice it when we passed by. Basically, he was saying he was trying to look at the number he couldn't see it. And then he got distracted by something else happening and then he forgot to look at the at the back of the train rule couldn't account for the time that elapsed from the first moment after the crash until he was found wandering miles from the scene of the wreck
0: i don't blame him
1: he said that all he could remember was the flying glass and that there seemed to be a ton of it the groans and cries of the injured, and then he saw his firemen stumble and fall, and he said that everything went black. He said it was awful. All of the cars at this time were made of wood.
0: Had oh, been I didn't st- even
1: think of that. Had they been still, there probably would have been no fatalities. Yeah. The conductor and the engine men were found to be responsible for the error. Oh. The investigation showed that the engine men had been sloppy and not clearly noticing that the train that they had passed was one of two. The conductor who had been dismissed before the accident had been reinstated as there was a shortage of conductors due to the war. At this time, in the midst of World War I, it had become difficult to hire satisfactory men Mm. into these positions. So basically, the the engineer and the conductors were blamed for the for this mistake. Oh, I hate that. But there is some good. Okay. Due to the severity of the wreckage, laws pertaining to the construction of passenger cars were changed. The use of wood in their construction was prohibited. With the decline of passenger rail traffic and an increase in rail improvements and safety, Oklahoma has never seen another railroad accident like the train wreck of 1917 in Kellyville, which... Is known as the worst train wreck in Oklahoma history. Okay, like it's yeah. It was the worst. The old metal bridge can still be seen today, visible near the modern bridge of Route 66 that runs along the old railway tracks along the Polcat Creek. You have to wonder though, if there are there might be some spirits of the victims that, you know, continue to walk on I the old I Can't
0: imagine how there couldn't be help. That's a lot of energies.
1: Yeah. And such a tragic right. event. A
0: lot of sudden yeah. tragedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But that's really all I have. <laughs> this is gonna be a short episode, but I had never heard of this before. I never have either. And just the the you can see the pictures
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of oh, the record. Don't worry, I'll post and them.
1: I can't imagine what People being at the
0: scene them. of the incident
1: being at the scene having to be one of the volunteers that helped to carry body
0: parts oh my gosh wow I, well you told that really well i you painted a very vivid picture thank I'm, you <laughs> in my mind sorry um, but um it's a little more gruesome than other right time, but it's history it happened history is ugly sometimes a lot of times. I had no idea. I didn't either. Wow. And
1: so close Fascinate- to home. Oh
0: yes, fascinating, but, fascinating.
1: Um, good job. Oh, well, thank you. Good job, sharing. I it. just kind of came across it. That was going to be my paranormal, it's really but cool. as you can kind of tell, there wasn't really any ghosty stories yeah. about it.
0: But yeah. um, I thought neat. it was important. Yeah. Because, Always. I mean, who? That's a good way to remember the victims, and yeah. I mean, you have to think about. Granite. We don't have. I mean, we saw a passenger rail today, and it's not like you know like it's not a huge thing like most people don't that's not how most people travel but i mean well the, fact- the safety standards that probably caused this yeah. to ch- i mean you well, think yeah, about it just- when we covered the the school fire yeah that one fire in oklahoma changed school you know regulations mm-hmm. and rules all over the country well the same thing happened
1: yeah like the fact that they weren't you know, using would to build passenger cars like it was prohibited. who would have thought
0: who would have thought
1: and you know um it's just sad that you know if they had used steel mm-hmm. like there probably wouldn't have been any casualties or fatalities but you have to
0: think we were in the midst of a war we were probably steel was probably being used in other places even if they would have thought to use it on real cars mm-hmm. um it just wasn't it was in high demand in other places you yeah. know so oh man what a tragedy what a tragedy! But. Thanks for bringing it to our attention.
1: You're welcome. All right.
0: And if you have a Happy story. Friday. Oh, yeah, for sure. Happy Friday. If you all have a story that you would like to bring to our attention, please mm-hmm. feel free to reach out to us on all of our socials. And you can, we, you can find us at Curious Cousins Podcast. You can also email us at CuriousCousins at gmail.com. We would love it if you would rate, follow, and review us on your favorite podcast listening platform. We're on them all. Yep. So please, please do so. We appreciate it. And Jess, tell them what to keep it. Keep it kooky and spooky. Bye. Bye.